Hello friend, hi. You might be wondering what I'm up to. I'm sitting in the corner in my hotel room and it turns out that where I'm positioned is the best lighting and acoustics because I'm in front of a closet door and I'm in this little alcove. And positioning is so interesting because I'm in a very fancy hotel. But when I look out of the window, I'm looking on the corner and I see that it is also the positioning for a lot of homeless people. So while I sit here, I can see someone on the sidewalk, sleeping on the sidewalk, and others who have gathered around. And I'm surrounded by a lot of well-known four-star hotels. But right on the corner, you have people who have nowhere to go. Positioning in this life is everything. Hello, friend, and welcome. Welcome to A Place for Joy. I am so happy that you've chosen to come and check me out or to come back and I am here positioned by our good, good Father, our Holy Spirit, and our Lord Jesus Christ to encourage, to inspire, and to enlighten you from the Word of God. The Bible is still the number one best-selling book in the world, and that's what this podcast and this platform is based on. If you're new, we're so happy to have you. Welcome. You've just joined a group of distant DNA cousins and friends. So what are we talking about today on our life and faith chats at A Place for Joy? I really had wanted to start a series. Now, my friends know I like series. It just works out that way, but I like them because then it puts me where instead of being scattered, I have some order to follow. I was thinking, well, March is supposed to celebrate um, Women History Month. And so I was like, okay. And then I remembered that I had actually taught a study on Esther. And I was like, I can share that with my friends because everything's already done, the notes are done. Well, how about I only found the first set of notes and found nothing else? And I was like, ah, I gotta go back, which is good because we're supposed to study the word of God. The Bible tells us, I learned this in Camp, Camp Luana in Liberia years, years ago, that we are to be workmen that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Our chats and studies on Esther is not going to be like your Sunday school lesson. I'm not going to be repeating the things you heard. We're actually only going to be at the very beginning and we're going to be talking about her husband. We're going to be talking about the role that Monica played. And we're going to talk about Vashti, the queen who got exed out for Esther to come in. So please join me. These are lessons, not because I taught them, but I was inspired by the Holy Spirit 
for me. That's how the lessons come. There were things having to do with me and that's what I'll be sharing. So you get ready. Our next chats are on Esther. Remember, it's not like what you heard in Sunday school. And if you never went to Sunday school, then oh well, it's going to be extra new for you. What I'm talking about today is actually from a devotion that I had and I felt very impressed by the Holy Spirit to share it, to encourage you. So it's in Luke and we're at the very beginning because I tend to skip over things and scan, read, and then afterwards I'm like, I've missed the chunk. So I'm taking you into the book of Luke. And we're talking about Zachariah and Elizabeth. And our encouragement is coming from their experience. We know that they were the parents of John the Baptist, the forerunner of our Messiah. So this is your word of encouragement and inspiration for you to carry through and to hopefully share with a friend. Here we go. Let's check out what's in Luke. Luke 1, 5. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, time, remember that, keyword, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly, but they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Verse eight, once when Zacharias division was on duty and he was serving as a priest before God because he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time of the burning of the incense came and all the assembled worshipers were praying outside, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him. And I'm stopping there in the middle of the sentence. Remember what I said about positioning? That's how I started off and timing. So you had two very faithful people, a couple who were positioned. He was a priest, which you didn't get elected. It was because of your lineage. And she was also from the line of Aaron, the priesthood. There was an anointing and a calling on their lives. The Lord says, according to the word, that they were blameless. They observed everything he said. They were not like some of those priests who half did and didn't do the things they were supposed to. These people were obedient. The Lord calls them living blamelessly. But yet what they dreamed of and desired, even as he's serving, they had lived all of that time. Remember time? our timing and I guess what they desired the most was a child, a child of their own. And it tells us that Elizabeth was barren, which made John also barren. And he was a priest, so he had the one wife. He didn't do the compromises that some of them did. They were obedient to the word of God. 
but they still didn't have their deepest secret desire. Had God forgotten them? Is serving God worth it? Is it that we do everything and then he deserts us? And the Bible tells us that we actually think these things where we are like, why does the wicked prosper? And what they wanted the most they didn't have. And of course, Elizabeth is old. They said they were both old. So physically, she's past that time. The word tells us that. But then when he's serving God, thinking his time has passed, an angel appears, an angel from God, to bring some amazing, unexpected news, encouragement. When we are positioned where God wants us, when we are serving him and obeying him, and we see nothing changing, nothing happening, I'm talking to me. When you've done all that you're supposed to do, and it's what God commanded us to do, to love him, to serve him, to be faithful, to love our neighbors, to be concerned about the things he's concerned about, and to serve, not just to talk. We still have to keep our faith when nothing else is happening. I need you to testify. Isn't that hard? Especially when you see other people prospering. Elizabeth probably was surrounded by people who were having twins, triplets, and other people and helping them and having to be happy and rejoice for them. And somewhere as a human, she was probably saying, what about me? And at some point, if you allow things, your dreams die because you're like, it's not going to happen. That's not my lot in life. Encouragement. God doesn't forget. We can never outgive him. We can never outdo for him. He saw them. He knew them. He knew um, Zachariah was chosen from lots that were cast. That wasn't a coincidence. He was supposed to minister. And when he went in, there was an angel appointed, assigned the timing. He was positioned in the right place. And this angel brought him the message. But here's the deal. He acted exactly like us. When your dream has died and you think God has forgotten, the angel of God comes and he tells him this message. And he doesn't say, I'm from God. He's talking to a priest. Zachariah knows this is an angel. This wasn't a heathen. He's talking to a priest who's ministering on behalf of the people. And Zechariah is frightened, as we all would be. The angel tells him, fear not, because he's from God. I didn't come to hurt you. I came to bring you great news. And Zechariah says, how can this be? His response was not like Mary, because the Bible tells us Mary believed. She just wanted to know how was God going to carry it out. Zechariah went straight to, I'm old. My wife is old. Ah, the angel said, close your mouth. You're about to abort the plan of God. May I throw this in? That thing that we say that we borrow from people, we borrow from the world, what 
we repeat what they say and we make it a part of us. He started off by saying, I'm old. He probably would have gotten into his arthritis and excuse me, since we're adults and his sperm count, how it was low and the barrenness of Elizabeth. All of that was physically fact, but the truth, there's a difference. Ah, oh, my mother used to try to teach me that and I used to be resistant. I've got it now, but it's hard to remember and practice. Just because it looks this way, just because the fact is that she's old, the truth is, is that there's nothing, nothing impossible with God. And the truth is, is that time dwells within him. In the beginning, God, in beginning, Alpha Omega, time is not a factor to God. So because we're positioned in him, time doesn't limit us. We have to practice and exhort and encourage one another to say what the word says. Stop accepting some of these things. Well, you know, when you're old, this thing happens and that thing happens and that's the way it's supposed to be. And then people say you're denying the truth. It's not the truth. You're denying a fact because that fact does not have to become your reality. You accept that this is a fact, I'm old, but the truth is that I am an eternal redeemed being. There's no limits to me. My God does things that blows my mind and your mind because he's God. So John missed all of that, even though he was a priest. And the angel said, boo, 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 boo. I need you to cooperate and to do that, you just keep quiet and remember who God is. The angel didn't say that, but anyway, maybe he was thinking that. That message went to Elizabeth and notice God didn't quiet her. God trusted Elizabeth. Elizabeth got to still talk. That is so important. May the Lord anoint the words of our mouth. Elizabeth had the message. Elizabeth, the barren woman, became the mother, the carrier. She got pregnant because of the word of God. She received the message and the fruit into her womb. And Elizabeth hid. That's a good thing. Be careful who you're surrounding yourself with and the conversations you're letting in your ear gate and what you're watching with your eye gate and what you're saying. You know there were some negative gossipers and some people just wanted to know, well, how did this happen? You know, you know. And they probably were telling her things You, if she hadn't hidden because she hid for a while. Check it out in the Bible they probably would have been saying, she's not gonna carry that baby, or maybe she fattened her stomach. You know they had some of those people there. But Elizabeth hid. She had a silent retreat. That's a plug for a group. She had a silent retreat with the Holy Spirit to incubate, to nurture this life growing within her. And here's another word of exhortation and encouragement. 
the mother of God's son, Mary, went to Elizabeth, directed by the Holy Spirit. And a younger woman went to this older woman for refuge. Something amazing was going on. But God sent her to Elizabeth to see and encourage her. Our words are to be encouragers to the younger generation. And when Elizabeth started talking, it was an encouragement to other women who dreams had died in different areas of their lives. Because you start thinking, can God do this? Wow, what's going on? Maybe he can do this for me too. He took the deadness of this woman's womb and he's bringing forth a live baby not an old man, something with hope. And then the child she carried got to experience something before anybody else in this world. When Mary came to see her, the Holy Spirit baptized this baby in her womb. This woman who thought she had been forgotten by God, who was doing everything blamelessly, look what the Lord did. Don't give up. Don't give up doing good. There's a verse for that. Don't give up. Don't give up on your hopes. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your family. Joy's talking to herself. Don't give up on your children, your sons and your daughters, your grandchildren. Don't give up because of who your God is. You might not get your word from an angel. You got the entire Bible to get hope from. Get it and hold on to it and incubate it and don't abort the word of God by agreeing with this stuff. Stop hanging in there and stand because the Bible says, having done all to stand, stand. The Bible never told us to hang. Be healed and keep being healed and be healed until Jesus appear. Be well, stop accepting. Yes, we get afflicted, but we don't have to nurse and rehearse every pain. Let's counteract it with the word. Let's stand, no matter what the challenge. I'm preaching to myself, y'all, so just say amen and agree with me. So Elizabeth gets to bring forth the forerunner of the Messiah. What if she had also said, not going to happen. So God would have picked someone else. He said he can make people out of stone. He made us out of dirt. But she received the word of God. That's an encouragement that even as we age, we're still positioned. We still are in the right season. God doesn't give up on us. We leave gloriously, the glorious church, not in defeat, not in discouragement. I heard Joyce Meyer say something. She said, I prayed to God, and I'm paraphrasing, to have the joy, to still keep moving, to have the hope, the enthusiasm, not because I'm getting older and then I'm just like, I'm done. Don't lose. Look what she was able to do, to be an encourager to the mother of the Savior, to be a refuge for her and to bring forth a baby, to nurture him and then to bring him and to see him grow, to be the strong man and to make her stand and to tell him the impossible God 
give you a purpose. We're positioned the right timing. And when all else around us is saying things, let's believe God that he doesn't forget us. He doesn't forget. He doesn't forget your faithfulness. He doesn't forget your prayer. Listen, Joy. He honors his word and he honors his daughters and his sons. And he wants to show forth. He wants to do exceedingly above that which we can ask or believe. That's my encouragement for you. Share it, rehearse it, and be blessed. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for being an encouragement to me. Thank you so much. And if you want to and you leave a comment, that's extra. And um, if you choose to subscribe, that is also extra. And do share with a friend. Peace and blessings to you. And I'll see you soon. Thank you for joining me at A Place for Joy. Peace.